0: All right, it looks like everything's going here. Are we ready to jump into it
1: yep, let's hope so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we uh we've been having a lot of troubles here, so um n f l division preview is probably finally underway i'm not confident that this episode is going to be recorded like we want it to with all of these technical issues uh lightning and thunder in my area your, your, i don't your know room what's is going flickering.
1: on flickering we, we we can't start the recording properly
0: <laughs> yeah but uh let, let's assume that this is gonna come out on time and everything's gonna be great and our nfl division preview series for 2023 finally underway i mean we love doing this every year we skipped 2020 because of covid but we're back and i was just getting an alert i think we're good all right (laughs) we're back (laughs) we're back and we're excited a very fitting guest to start this off he needs no introduction at this point if you're a veteran listener if he's done it kenny cashman welcome back once again
2: Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be back. Always a, always a pleasure.
0: <laughs> so, um, we are kicking things off with the AFC South and we, I mean, honestly, this feels kind of fitting to do the AFC South in this weather, especially with the team that you're kind of representing the Jacksonville Jaguars. It feels like every year play a game in like a monsoon or lightning delays and stuff. Um, But yeah, so Kenny is a fan of a ton of different teams, and Jaguars just happen to be one of them. So one of the maybe least exciting divisions in the NFL. It's nice to know we always have somebody we can count on to to talk about it. And (laughs) yeah, part of the appeal, though, is that, that Kenny is a fan of the team that is a big favorite to win this division, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they, of course, won the division last year. They started off not great, looked like another typical Jaguar season of late before turning things around and taking advantage of a Tennessee Titans free fall to win the division at nine and eight and even won a playoff game. So, expectations are higher for the Jaguars than they've been in previous years. And because of that, uh, we're not necessarily wondering are they the best team in this division? Do we feel confident about them winning the division? But are they legitimate Super Bowl contenders this year?
1: Yeah, that's definitely the big question when it comes to this division because Jacksonville is is definitely, or he should be the clear favorite in this division, uh, especially with how last year turned out. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he had a rough rookie season, but you can certainly throw that season out the window with all the turmoil that happened during the twenty. 20- 21 season with Urban Meyer and you know they bring in a new head coach and Doug Peterson and they make all these additions on offense and we see what Trevor Lawrence you know what he could what his potential is and and we saw glimpses glimpses of that uh, last season and they made it all the way to the divisional round and it's certainly possible that they can get back uh, to that to the divisional round again and you know they added they added Calvin Ridley this offseason, and there's potential that he could be their last number year one at the option. Deadline. Yeah, they had him at the deadline last year. Like, so It wasn't this offseason, but he didn't play for them. He didn't play a snap for them. And the fact that they made it all the way to the, the divisional round without him, and he could be potentially their number one option on offense uh, alongside Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, Like, that's, that's a really good re- receiving core. So there's definitely obvious definitely obviously uh room for growth for the Jags and you know they're going to benefit from playing in a weak division and they also get to play the NFC South this year so that's four more winnable games in my opinion uh, so undoubtedly they're a team that's on the rise so you can make a case that they're that they should be uh, Super Bowl contenders uh, I guess reasons why I would pause though is because you know last year they went they started out 4-8 and eight last year. I don't think people remember that very well, just given how well they finished at the end of the year. But, you know, they needed to win out to make the playoffs. And, you know, those last three wins were against the Jets in the rain led by, you know, Zach Wilson, who's a bum. And they beat the Texans, and they beat the Titans without Ryan Tannehill under center, and it was Josh Dobbs. And, uh, you know, even though they he made this miraculous comeback and it was a very impressive comeback. They also did, you know, lose a turnover battle 5 to nothing versus the Chargers in that wild card game and uh they were certainly very fortunate to win that game as impressive as that comeback was and even though they almost beat the Chiefs in the division round, you could certainly make a case that it wouldn't have been it would it would have been a more lopsided game if Mahomes didn't get hurt maybe and I have concerns about their defense too. They gave up the fifth most passing yards and they generated the seventh fewest sacks. And I don't think Trayvon Walker lived up to the number one pick. Like I think Aiden Hutchinson had a much better year and it was sort of a disappointing year for Trayvon Walker. And I don't know. I I have concerns about their defense. And another thing to mention about Jacksonville is that they're 30 to one odds to win the Super Bowl, which is longer odds than seven teams in the AFC. And so that tells me that if they weren't in this division, like they, the betting markets are telling us that yeah, they'd probably be fighting for a playoff spot if they weren't for if they weren't in the AFC South and they'd be fighting for a wild card spot. But I believe they are a top seven team. Um, you know, I I hope you guys have stronger cases than me. Uh, whether if you think they are or aren't a Super Bowl contender? Because my real answer is I don't know. But if you're asking me what I lean, I would lean no. But there's definitely uh uh you know optimism on some parts of their team especially offensively
2: well i mean if you're if you're looking for strong opinions and uh I'm usually not the person to go to <laughs> any anytime I get one of these questions <laughs> like this my I would just want to say maybe uh you know which is not really fair it's not an answer uh and and frankly I'm inclined again to say maybe we'll see because uh I am also kind of on the fence. I lean more yes than you do, Brian. Right. Um, so if I have if I have to say because because I think to be fair I should have to say uh, I, I would say yes. I think obviously it's it's going to be a tough road. Um, but if I had to just pick whether or not I think they're Super Bowl contenders, yes, I see them more in the mix than not. Um, there's obviously you know. Kind of to me, the big three teams that they would have to get through with the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals. Uh, they're the they're the ones that I see as as a, the real the test, roadblocks here. The, yeah. And those I mean, were the obviously three teams
1: that three other teams that made the division round last year.
2: Right, and the, you know there are other good teams in the in the conference. Obviously, there's there's tons of good teams. There's um, we have like the Chargers, the Ravens. Maybe the Jets, it's tough to say, (laughs) but I mean, you can throw almost any team name down and say, yeah, this team, you know, Corey was saying earlier before we started recording that you can make a case for 14 of the 16 teams in the conference to make the playoffs at least. Uh, So it's a, it's a tough conference to be in. Um, But I, I yeah, I think they're a Super Bowl contender if they have to play. Uh, If they have to play all three of those teams somehow, the, no, <laughs> probably not. But I think that they I, – I understand the concern that you bring up, Brian, where they they started out four and eight last season and they really struggled at the beginning. But I do feel like they got more comfortable, especially Trevor Lawrence got more comfortable as the season went on. Um, I, I do – I will say, you know, one big thing for Trevor specifically is that – he toward the at the end of the season in the playoffs, I he still seemed like he you know was not fully able to handle the pressure. Um, I think that he has a lot of talent, but I also feel like he kind of makes mistakes in big moments a lot of the time. So it, you know we'll see what they've done in the off season in terms of uh, developing the players that they had, but they also, as you were talking about, added a lot of of good players. You know. Yeah, they added Calvin Ridley last year, but he hasn't played and he he'll be a new addition and um they did some interesting things in the draft with getting uh tight end Brenton Strange to to be there with uh with ETN. So it'll be Any any relation they to have...
1: any relation to Cole Strange? <laughs> Not that I I looked.
2: I didn't see any relation and they don't look at all alike. So I don't <laughs> think so. Maybe distant cousins. But uh yeah, I I think that they have a really what looks to be a really good offense. Honestly, this feels like a bit of a long shot, but potentially an elite offense. Um, and you know, their defense hopefully has made improvements since last season, but I think on offense they're going to have what it takes to do what they need to in the big games as long as nerves don't get in the way. Uh, so I, Just having I, that experience that from they, last
1: season, even, right. even if it's just two playoff games, that's still... It's good momentum what they had last year. Like you said, they started right. like and s- I mentioned they started four and eight, but they finished really strong at the end of the year, even if you know luck played a part in it.
2: Yeah, and you know it's it's I have never played in the NFL. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm sure it's difficult uh <laughs> I assume to transition even, you know. Getting uh, working with Doug Peterson is obviously quite a step up from Urban Meyer, but I'm sure there's still growing pains. Um, so even when you have a great team and, and, and a, a good coach or a great coach, depending on who you ask, uh, I think it makes sense that they would kind of take a little bit of time to get it together. And hope my hope is that this season is, is kind of when they have it all pulled together um, because – it does feel a little bit to me like it's not quite now or never, but now kind of feels like they're in the best spot. They're going to be where Trevor, once Trevor is up to get paid, I think that the rest of the team is probably going to suffer at least to some extent. Uh, I think that having Trevor Lawrence and having all the pieces around him isn't something they're going to have for long. And so it's kind of unfortunate that it lines up with a time when the entire conference is really good. But uh I don't know. I think they I I think they have all of the tools they need. It's just a matter of pulling it together and and being able to to not just win those big games, but win those big moments. You know, if if you're going down the field for a game winning drive, you can't turn the ball over, obviously. It's it goes without saying, but that's the kind of stuff that I've that I've watched them struggle with. So you know, short answer to the Super Bowl contender question:
1: Yes, a very
2: hesitant yes with a with a big asterisk.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very hesitant as well. But I guess I lean no, just because there's just so much competition in the AFC.
2: Yeah, it's that's fair. It's, it's it's it seems to be a tough conference to be in at the moment. Yeah, I think that's a really valid point
0: to make. Talking about this team, it's easy to kind of chalk them up as AFC South champs and assume, yeah, they're Super Bowl contenders because they can win a division, host a playoff game, and anything right. can happen from there. But you do look around the rest of the AFC and you see a lot of great quarterbacks. Like you know, you mentioned the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals; those are the three three of the four AFC finalists from the past two seasons. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow a lot of people put them as their top 3 quarterbacks in the league. Um and I really think that Trevor Lawrence is going to take this team like he's going to be the biggest difference maker. Like where he goes, can he enter that upper echelon of those guys? Then it doesn't matter how bad their defense is or you know how good their defense is because all those guys have to an extent played with issues uh, whether it's bad offensive line bad defense you know doesn't matter that hasn't necessarily stopped them from looking like Super Bowl contenders I think that the sky's the limit with this team because I'm very confident in Trevor Lawrence continuing to take the next step in year three whereas last year it felt like it was a little early I don't think I had the highest expectations for the Jags after how poorly the past two seasons went and to see him you know, be able to lead this team down the stretch, even if it wasn't the greatest competition, to be able to get in the playoffs, lead a comeback after throwing all those early interceptions, I think that those growing pains are natural. Year three is kind of when you step up. Patrick Mahomes, year three, won the Super Bowl. And then just last season, Jalen Hurts, year three, was able to make to the Super Bowl. So I, I agree with Kenny with the and, whole... And- maybe not now or never I think there's time but rookie contract does make it more of a pressure but I I definitely think that this team is a legitimate Super Bowl contender because I'm very high on Trevor Lawrence taking this team to the next level and putting them in that same boat of those other teams with those star AFC quarterbacks it's a tough conference like you know it's one of those things where you could say there are a lot of teams that are legitimate Super Bowl contenders but like oh you can't get past the Chiefs and the Bengals who keep making it to the conference championship game but I, I do think that you know Jacksonville is a very strong candidate to get there because I think that you know Trevor Lawrence is going to take that next step, become one of those elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and you know be able to push this team as as far as he can take them.
1: I was just going to mention not a perfect comparison, but you know like Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, like they both those guys had bad rookie seasons where Trevor was legitimately bad but you know you blame the surroundings more around him than than him himself but you know Burrow he was okay in his rookie year and then he got hurt and the injury definitely and then, and then hurt year 2 season. was the big jump uh, mm-hmm. for him and then he made made it all the way to the Super Bowl and like you mentioned uh where you know even if they're not in terms of the Jags, they're not particularly strong defensively you know the elite quarterbacks can live with some of the deficiencies on their team, whether if it's defense defense or O line or whatever it may be. Like Joe Burrow made it all the way to the Super Bowl with like the worst O line ever and almost <laughs> uh-huh. won. And we yeah, said, maybe Trevor Patrick Lawrence
0: Mahomes do it with bad defenses on the Chiefs. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, so so maybe I'm just overing that aspect of it. I just think there's just so much competition in the AFC and and I don't know, there's they're they're gonna really benefit from their schedule it's just being in the AFC South and yeah. playing the yeah. NFC South and that can improve their seeding because like, it's very, very likely that they're going to win division. And obviously if you win the division, you get a home playoff game to start out and, but maybe they'll even have a better seed than being a four seed. Maybe they could compete for uh, possibly, I, I think it's unlikely, but possibly the first round by, I don't know. Um, But yeah, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot of uh reasons why I could lean yes or no for the Jacks.
2: One thing, so I I the the year that Trevor Lawrence was drafted was the first year that I really paid much attention at all to the draft. Um and I I've kind of I've been paying more and more attention to football and and I think becoming more knowledgeable with each passing season the past uh you know, maybe five or so years. I've always been a fan, but I think I've really started to pay more attention. But I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm paying more attention to Trevor and the Jaguars because I'm a fan of the Jaguars. But I, when, when Trevor was being drafted, everyone kept throwing around the term generational talent. And I don't really, you know, not having paid, kept up with drafts in the past, I don't know how often people talk about that or, you know... It's not just what not the, everyone. What
0: the, they don't just throw it around, like, right?
2: So I don't know what the timeline's supposed to be, but it it just feels like I I didn't know Trevor Lawrence before I saw him and playing one Clemson game. Uh, so I really, okay, didn't but you're know. also not a big college football fan, so I think that's well, <laughs> no, but so right, no, uh, uh, of course I'm, he won, not, I'm like... Not, um, he never lost a game until like his the national until championship until the national game championship game versus well,
1: versus LSU.
2: Right. Well, so that's what I'm saying is I didn't know anything about him because I don't keep up with college football, but I just, I didn't know what to expect. And I, it's, it's weird to me seeing like, obviously, you know, quarterbacks, quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes have more experience. He's been in the league a bit longer, but it doesn't feel like Trevor Lawrence is ever going to, you know, surpass Patrick Mahomes. And it's just, it's, I don't really know.
1: If that's kind that of unfair is, just cuz I mean Mahomes is on a different level right now than everyone yeah. But
2: that's but why but so why wasn't Mahomes uh why wasn't he touted as a, a generational talent? Was it just unexpected? Like I don't I yeah, I, I mean, had I, I had like big expectations of Trevor Lawrence because of the way they talked about him before the draft and you know he's he's good, he's great. But you know I'm hoping for a significant bump in year 3 because he's been great but not you know Elite, he's not. Really he's not in the so Mahomes Burrow, Allen. So basically, yet. R- right? Yeah. Well, Patrick Mahomes is in.
0: Like, he's the new kind of prototype. Where like the old days, it was your your John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, like surefire, right. like can't miss. Like there, you know, that's where Trevor Lawrence falls under. Patrick Mahomes has kind of set the new prototype of the the talent is there, the potential is there. Like they have all these things going for them. They just need the right coaching and development to get it out of them. And that's what Andy Reid was able to do. And that's what teams want to do with these guys. Like, you know, with your Zach Wilson players. And, uh, sometimes it works out. Okay. And sometimes it, it doesn't. And there does not all Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so it it is an interesting comparison and I get it, but, I also think Patrick Mahomes is above Joe Burrow. That doesn't mean that Joe Burrow hasn't beaten Patrick Mahomes more often than not, and I think right. that Trevor Lawrence is capable of doing that. We'll find out in a week too. It'll be exciting. Chiefs at the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, the, it's you know as yeah. easy as you can say the schedule is with the South divisions. They still play the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bills and the Bengals. Bengals. Yeah,
1: so there are in some...
2: addition
0: to the rest of the AFC North. Like you know, they, it's not like every team they play is a cup. Right. Team, so it's so.
1: not like a total cakewalk. They're just easy parts mm-hmm. of the schedule.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a favorable schedule when it comes down to it how they do in those games. They're gonna need to be able to win one, two, maybe three of those seven other games to really put themselves in a good spot to like be looked at as Super Bowl contenders, but I'm high on this team, and it's mostly because I th- I do believe in Trevor Lawrence. Like, last year, I was confident in him taking a leap post-Urban Meyer, and then Doug Peterson just kind of, you know, like how things played out last year. And Maybe I'm just buying too much into December and January, but yeah, I do yeah, think that this this team is in a prime position to take yeah, the next step.
1: I guess just out of the three of us, uh, I mean, I guess technically I am the lowest, but that doesn't mean I'm not a believer. Like, I, I am a believer in the Jags. It's, it's just that I don't want to get too caught up in what they did in december and january and just completely write off what they did beforehand and and, and just again just factoring in that factoring in that they're in such a tough conference that like if they're in the nfc like oh, i wouldn't even have to think about it like yeah absolutely uh-huh. but in the afc when you have three of the best quarterbacks are like all in the afc and have made the at least a division round, two consecutive years in the Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills. I don't know. It just It's a tough road to climb is, is all.
2: Yeah. No, and I, I, will I totally say, get it. Yep. I, I will say they have to play, as you mentioned, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills. They at least have a leg up on the Bills because it's in London and it's their second week in a row in London. So True. That is a good I point. think that'll be a really good game. That Yeah, it's, you know, the Jaguars you know, for better or worse, people make jokes about them moving to London or London being their second home, but they will have already been there the previous week. They're going to be much more acclimated than Buffalo. So I think it'll be, that'll be a really interesting game because it probably, I would lean more Buffalo, but I think it's going to even the playing field having the Jaguars have been there since the week before. And it's a road game for the Jaguars, but that's kind of not even fair because it's more of a road game for the Bills than the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess do, do the Jaguars have like a true
2: fandom in London at this point because they play there so often? Um t- I don't know. I can't speak to that. Uh the people from the people that I listen to uh on like podcasts and stuff who talk about the Jaguars are from Jacksonville, so they don't uh they don't like the London thing and they don't really talk about uh <laughs> the fandom over there. And when I went to a Jaguars yeah. game now almost 10 years ago in London, Everyone was just cheering for everything. I don't know if they didn't know, like didn't understand the sport or just didn't care. I assume they just didn't care and they were just happy to be there. <laughs> I feel like you but, always uh, see every single
0: jersey represented in those games. They're just like, we can only go yeah. to a couple of them. Like, we don't care who's playing. We just want to be here. So
2: I even saw a Browns jersey. That was crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... You know, the, of all the teams that you could root for overseas. I mean, it'd basically be, like, an American being a fan of just, like, one of those, like, EPL teams who are constantly fighting against relegation. And, like, why do you do that to yourself? Yeah. Just root for Chelsea. Just root for Man City. Like, uh, so, anyway, I think, you know, we talked a lot about the Jaguars. It sounds like we're all very high on this team. We think if everything goes right, you know, everyone stays healthy, whatever. We're like, we're confident in this team winning the division. So, Let's assume disaster strikes whether that's a major injury uh just Jacksonville Jaguars nothing can ever go right with this team uh, somebody else ends up winning this division you know who are you most confident in being that you know surprise team if you will so yeah so go, Brian all right
1: yeah um I've never been high on them but i I think it'd be wrong to pick uh someone on the- some uh, team other than Tennessee in this case so yeah I, I would go with the Titans as the the if, if it weren't Jacksonville then yeah I would pick Tennessee uh, again I'm, I'm never high on them but they still they still do have a solid supporting cast with you know Derrick Henry you keep expecting him to decline at some point but he's still a top running back in the league after all these years and they brought in DeAndre Hopkins and I don't love DeAndre Hopkins they're definitely a other receivers throughout the league that I'd rather have over him but he's still a number one receiver and I think Traylon Burks and Chico Conquo I think they had really solid rookie seasons and were both very productive uh, as the year went on and so I like their supporting cast on offense and you know as much as I don't like Tannehill they, they were six and six with him under center and they were one and four without him and they certainly imploded uh, as the year went on <laughs> losing their last seven games and so you know, as long as Tannehill stays healthy, or if he gets benched and Will Will Levis is any good, I've given up on Malik Willis. <laughs> uh, so if, <laughs> yeah. if if it's him, then I would have no hope for Tennessee. But if you know if it's Tannehill, or if Will Levis is any good, and if Jacksonville is not as good as we think they they can be, then I think I think Tennessee could be in the hunt. Uh, you know, by the end of the season, still. And you know what? They're always. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Well, I agree with your uh your thesis that it's that it's Tennessee is the answer yeah. here. But I there's stuff Corey, I, I appreciate that when you brought this up you said I don't remember your exact wording, but you know, if catastrophe strikes in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Um because because I feel like there's this there's this idea around at least the, the the sports analysts that I hear talking that the division is kind of up for grabs I don't, it's not. I don't think it's up for grabs at all. You know, it's short. I don't, I'm not saying that Jacksonville's going to run away with it, but again, barring catastrophe, barring something big happening, I just don't see Jacksonville losing the division. Uh, Like I say, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to, you know, be 10 games ahead of every other team, but I, if they, if they can't win the division healthy this year, then then that's a fail. Yeah. That's a fail on Jacksonville if that's the case. See, I'm picking Tennessee.
1: I'm picking Tennessee, but I believe they're a bottom ten roster in the league.
2: Well, and the other thing I disagree with though, Brian, is I think I agree that Tannehill could, in theory, bring Tennessee to win the division. I don't think Will Levis is going to do it. I don't think a rookie quarterback is going to come in and and beat a legitimately good team out for the division title. Um,
1: I don't really, I, I don't really, I I don't totally believe. Yeah, it. I'm just trying yeah, to make a case for yeah. a team. Since I yeah, think, yeah, no, well, I, yeah. I agree. I
0: understand what you're saying, Brian. I agree with Kenny though. Like Ryan Tannehill would be the reason why the Titans win. I I think Will yeah, Davis like like I mentioned, he was six and reason.
1: six when he was under center, but it, they were yeah. the Titans were one and four when it was some other guy, whether <laughs> it was yeah, Willis or Dobbs or whomever. Like, uh-huh. uh So yeah,
2: and and, and Malik Willis, I want to make clear that's also off the table. That's not happening either.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my choice would be Tennessee for all the reasons I mentioned. And uh, even though, again, I don't, I think they're like a bottom 10 roster in the league. They're, they're at least a well, very well coached team. I, I still believe that. And, you know, as bad as I think they are, they do have a higher ceiling than Houston and Indy just because both Houston and Indy, they're both going through major transitions through coaching and at the quarterback position. And, it'll take time for those teams to develop and and even though tennessee also drafted like we mentioned uh, a quarterback highly they at least have uh, a better option uh starting wise where they have Tannehill, while uh indy has a has, uh, if they don't go with Richardson, they have Minshew. I mean, I love Minshew, but I mean, like, as a starter, not really. But we,
0: yeah, we know we know what and, you're getting with him.
1: It's very likely to go Stroud. Like they had, a, yeah. Like if it weren't Stroud, it'd be Davis Mills. Like right. I'd rather have Tannehill over Mills and unfortunately Minshew too. In case Keenan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, yeah, that's like Tannehill. Tannehill is not consistent, and he didn't have a good year last year. But I mean, a couple years ago, he got them the one seed with without Henry, and you know you can. You can say a lot of things about that, but I just think, you know, the the question here is with Jacksonville out of the picture, if Jackson, if it's not Jacksonville, then yeah, I think it's Tennessee and it's, it's only Tennessee with, with Tannehill. Cause he's not consistent, but you know, he's better than the other quarterbacks in the division who are not named Trevor Lawrence. So I, or not, maybe not better. That might not be a fair thing to say, but he has more experience. And uh, for this season in particular, I think that he is. He he wins out. He comes out on top without uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars there. But we don't even know if he's going to play. So it, right, you know, yeah. It,
1: Tannehill has to get off to a good start because if if they don't, he he, yeah. it's very likely he would get benched and possibly permanently. Because yeah, he got well. Mm-hmm. He got injured and then Malik Wills came in, but he did absolutely nothing. And <laughs> yeah. and yeah. so T- Taylor's job, job is still safer done. now. But now but now there's a different guy that could come in and, and replace him.
2: And one more argument in Tennessee's favor is that they did nearly win the division last season. Uh with everything that happened, they still almost won the division. Uh so, you know, it I don't think that I don't think anyone has a shot other than Jacksonville, provided, you know. They stay healthy and nothing crazy happens, but, um, yeah. It to me, it's like you know, Jacksonville is way up at the top. You go way down as Tennessee, and then you go way down further, and it's the other two. It's, it's, it's very lopsided. I think in this division, more so than certainly anywhere else in the conference. So
0: yeah, I, I agree that Tennessee is like the obvious answer here because you know, for all the points you mentioned. And even though their roster might not look great, Mike Frabel has done a lot with a little in recent years. I mean, that team that was a yeah. one seed a couple years ago was not the best team in football by any, or in the AFC by any means. Um, so I think instead of just continuing to parrot the Titans, I'm instead going to make a case for one of the other two teams. When you talk about it, like say like between Houston and Indy, if one of those teams were to make an unexpected jump this year, I think, you know, maybe part of it is one of them feels like a mess of an organization right now compared to the other who has been a mess for a long time and is now back on the come up. But I'm excited about the Namika Ryans Cedar Stroud era in Houston. I think that those two together, like Cedar Stroud, I've been very high on the way he performed against Georgia in that. Um, national championship semifinal in the college football playoffs like that really made me buy into him and his potential and Demiko Ryans was an awesome defensive coordinator at the 49ers I've only heard great things about him and uh, his ability to transition as a coach he's doing it in his former team in Houston I don't think year one is gonna be amazing for them but you know all every year they just sign a bunch of like known veterans the one-year deals yeah Yeah, easily I think they
1: could they could win six games. I'm glad you brought this up, Corey. Because yeah, between the two teams, the Bay markets favor Indy more. But I like Houston more than Indy, like because like, what you mentioned, one team. I just in, in Houston, I believe is just more f- functional organization right now. Where I think I think C.J. Stroud is more pro ready than Richardson. And yeah, like you mentioned, Absolutely. a lot of people think very highly of D'Amico Ryan's and. Also, African-American head coach, which I don't think is a small thing, just given that there are very few in the league, and so I think that's a mm-hmm. factor, and I think they have a better O-line, particularly the blind side, than Indy, and the weapons are yeah, kind I mean, of Larry a wash. Yeah, I might
0: be the best left tackle. Yeah. He's, a, he's the highest paid left tackle. Yeah, he's one of the, you know, yeah, one of the, the, best, the best left tackles not, in the but league, but
1: so he, uh, he definitely has a better blind side uh, protection, and then, there again, the weapons are kind of a wash, but i Nico Collins is a solid receiver and John Mechie was out with leukemia last season now he's back in healthy. I'm excited to see what he can do. So yeah, exa- yeah, yeah Robert Woods, excited to see what he presence. can do. Right. Yeah, Bobby Trees veteran presence. Uh, I don't know how much he has left in the tank but yeah. but he, he could provide a little bit for them. And then defensively, they have some playmakers. Like they drafted, they traded and then drafted Will Anderson it's certainly debatable if you think the trade is worth it because they did give up so much for him where I kind of lean with Arizona benefiting more. But if Will Anderson's like the next Micah Parsons, then, then it's, then it's going to be fine for them. Uh, and they also drafted Stingley last year, third overall. And yeah, it looks like sauce Gardner was the better option at three instead of Stingley. But, uh, who knows? Maybe it's just late bloomer. I don't know. Uh, so like, they have playmakers throughout their team where there's some things to be excited about with Houston, in at least in my opinion and your opinion as well, but I don't like Indy at all. Why I don't know why the hell was I high <laughs> on them entering last year? I don't like anything about Indy right now. Uh it's just look, I, I think Anthony Richardson, uh I I don't want to say he sucks. Like I I think uh I don't want to say he's a bad pick. I think it was the right pick to to pick him at four. I just think it's He's just a, you know, Kenny. We were talking about this with the, like the Mahomes thing. Of, like, why wasn't he the generational? Like, there are quarterbacks that right are more projects than the for sure thing. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Richardson has, like, no, nah, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Like, skill set wise, he's really more compared to Cam Newton with his with Cam his Newton, size. And, yeah, yeah. Like, that's his upside. That's his potential if if he develops into a good quarterback. Uh, and yeah, so even though I think there's a lot of upside with Richardson and I think he'd be better for fantasy than Stroud uh I I just think he'll take there's gonna be growing pains with Richardson it's Mm -hmm. just inevitable and a lot more and they so the Colts they hired Shane Steichen as their as their new head coach he was the OC in Philly and we saw Jalen Hurts like what the quarterback he's become now but Originally, when they took him, he was a project, and he was someone that everyone had questions about if he can develop into a great quarterback. And even after a year or two, people are saying like, oh, "We got to trade him for Wilson or Watson or whatever." But now he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, he's in that tier or just outside that tier with of uh, Allen, Mahomes, and, and Burrow. But with that being said, though, like the the Philadelphia has just so much better supporting cast than Indy does like in, in Indy it's, I don't like their own line, their weapons aren't that great, and then their best player may or may not play with Jonathan yeah. Taylor possibly holding out or getting traded. He's, and...
0: he's also not as good as he was, in, or he's coming off a lesser season in 2021. Right. And part of it is also the offensive line has declined. Like, you know, There's like a lot of things. Jim Irsay just, yeah, Jim you Irsay never is know some what crack. he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... He's saving orcas. Allegedly. Making, but...
1: making Jonathan yeah. Taylor look like the bad guy. It just... Uh... I, I I don't like Indy at all uh, this year. Uh, I I have them last in this division.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think also part of it is I don't think Anthony Richardson is ready in year one. I don't know no, if it'll he's look not going to be No, he's Willis. He's, but I,
1: I'm excited to see him play. I think he'll it'll be a lot of ru- he could be their leading rusher <laughs> if Taylor's. I think he'll if be. Play.
0: Yeah, uh, I, so th- I I think he'll be similar to Lamar Jackson in 2018, where it was like he'll come like in. It in looks moments, like a disaster. But I don't think he has the upside. Yeah, like I don't think he has the upside to like lead them to the playoffs if, you know, oh, God, no. gets replaced. So,
1: again, I'm excited to see him play. I just think this year specifically, it, it's going to be tough. Uh,
2: personally, I, th- again, I don't really think that there's a serious case to be made for any of these teams. But I think between Houston and Indy, I think Houston is to me pretty clearly the team to watch you know, a couple years down the line moving forward. I, I agree with what you're saying, Corey, about, um, you know, this being kind of an exciting, uh, group of people to watch. Uh, and I think that there's something there long-term, but I think short-term Houston Indy this year, both are, you know, they're working on it. I don't think that they're either of them are going to be doing anything much. I know one of you said, Houston could get six wins. Um, yeah, that was me. I I, think that's possible. That's kind. Of, yeah, I, I think that's, that's kind of both it where might they both
1: be, are. That's the, my op, optimistic view of Houston because they're over-unders over yeah, under is right. five and a half, and I I think six wins is possible, um, especially in this division. And I just I just think they're a more yeah. functional organization, and I don't like I don't like uh, Indy right now. And then defensively, they have like they have one of the worst secondaries in the league. Their their best corner is like out for gambling issues. Is, I, I I think he's one of their top corner. I forgot. His oh, name is he? Was,
0: I, yeah, I did not think he, I. Maybe I not best corner. There. I
1: mean, Gilmore's <laughs> not even there now. No, I don't.
0: I don't know what their secondary looks and like. Then, at and this then and Sha-
1: then so. uh, Shaquille Leonard has, has dealt with injuries, Heard all year, concussions,
2: yeah. like yeah, yeah. It just yeah, yeah but what about Minshew Mania? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It'll get him a couple wins. Like they'll beat someone unexpectedly, and you'll try yeah. to talk yourself into the Colts.
2: I but, hope it's not the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> it will be. It will. It's be. It's one of their only few winnable in, games this year. Not to get too far ahead
1: <laughs> of <above> that preview. <laughs> uh,
2: AFC yeah, East preview. I, uh, preview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think um, you know we, we we've kind of beaten into the, some of these teams a lot. Let's kind of <laughs> move move along yeah. here, and uh, let's start with something we've been doing. You know, since these this preview has been a thing, and that is a new addition who will have the, or could have the biggest impact in this division. So Kenny is our guest. Why don't you get started with this one?
2: This might be an awful take <laughs> and it, it's a little <laughs> okay. backwards, I think, but, but, right. uh, I don't, I don't think that there's a lot of, for this season in particular, a lot of, uh, new additions that are going to be immediately, uh, a huge factor. Um, so I'm going with Will Levis because I think I, I the other person I considered was was uh, was Hopkins, but I think Hopkins only matters if Tannehill plays. Uh, and I think Will Levis, if Will Levis comes in and they give him a chance and he's good enough, then I think that that's bad for the team. <laughs> I think if he if they give him a chance and he, you know, doesn't work out right away or or if they just give Tannehill more of a chance. I think that is what makes this division division at all competitive. Uh if if all three of the other other quarterbacks are rookies, I think the Jaguars just kind of walk away with it. And again, not not in a, you know, they have 10 wins more than the second place team in the division, but I don't think it's going to be hard for the Jaguars to at least get the 4 seed if their entire division is rookie quarterbacks. I think that's that's easy wins for them uh if that's what they're facing. So like I say, it might be a little backwards, but I'm gonna say Will Levis, uh, but not not him succeeding, but him him. Yeah, you know, maybe I not get failing. It. I think that's an but, interesting way yeah. to
0: go about it. And I always like someone who's like, yeah, if they suck, then this is a negative answer. And you know, the the idea is if Tannehill sucks, then all right, that's an easy way to give the Jaguars a division.
1: All right. Yeah. So for my newest edition, that will make the biggest impact. I'm gonna go with a Jacksonville Jaguar. And an offensive player, but not the offensive player you're thinking of. I'm gonna go with Tank Bigsby. Uh, he's mm. a uh, rookie mm. running back that he took in the third round, which I don't think is a small thing because I think I think he'll be more involved in the offense than people realize. I think he'll push Travis Etienne for more snaps and right away too. Uh, you know, he, you know, Travis Etienne. He's he's really not that great of a pass catcher, even though he did a lot, did a decent amount of that in college. And Tank Bigsby, he was a pass catcher at Auburn and he's impressing in that area right now in training camp. And nothing about ETN is that he kind of struggled uh, or really struggled in the red zone last year. He only converted two of 10 carries inside the five-yard line and four of 23 inside the 10-yard line. And and the Jags right now uh, in camp are using Bigsby and short yardage uh situations and is performing really well in camp right now and so i think i think he could i don't want to say take the starting job or anything but i just think uh he'll be more involved in the offense than people realize and i guess one more thing to mention about him which i think is the biggest reason why i think he'll make a huge impact his name is tank i've heard elite name it's a cool name for a running back <laughs>
2: yeah, I've heard a lot about about Tank Bigsby, but I only just uh, only just decided to look if his name is actually it's Tank. not it's not, it's not, it's, not. not. <laughs> it's not. But his his name is actually cartavius Bigsby, which is also an awesome name. It's that is, still yeah, a really great really name. Cool. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that, that one's I mean, just kidding. That one's just a joke. But like, his and the fact his name is or nickname is Tank is so cool, for, especially for a running back. But, don't
0: expect that from a running back. Necessarily. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, no, I that's that's. One reason why I'm why I think the Jaguars have such a good offense, though, is you know I don't expect Tank Bigsby to come in and take the starting job from from Travis Etienne, but I, I you know the fact that they have someone as a as a, a backup, a number two maybe who is who is looking as good as he is, you know it's the same thing with uh, with well, it could be the same thing with Brenton Strange. Um, it's just like they they ha- they have depth, you know, and I that's that's nice. So, yeah, I think Tank Bigsby's a good pick as well.
0: Um, so I, I had a a few names written down. I thought about Hopkins if I needed to use him, but I kind of agree with Kenny's take and, you know, I still only have so high expectations for him and the Titans. I could talk about CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson, but we spent a lot of time on them. So you
1: you could, yeah, you could take Hopkins, but that's Tennessee is where receivers go to die (laughs) with like Andre Johnson and and Julio, uh, huh.
0: I yeah, I joking. mean it's a long yeah. list of guys and uh so uh, I'm I'm also gonna go with the Jaguar, uh an offensive player. And um, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about the skill position. We haven't really talked about the offensive line, and I think I'm gonna go with uh Anton Harrison, who is their first round pick, 27th overall. Juwan Taylor, they're starting right tackle from last season, signed with the Kansas City Gone. Chiefs. Cam Robinson, they're starting left tackle, suspended the first suspended. four games. There's going to be a lot of pressure on someone to step up and protect Trevor Lawrence's blind side, or even just on the right side in the beginning of the season. And I think that Anton Harrison is someone who the Jaguars probably want to beat out some of the other depth guys that they have there. I think if he's someone who can step in right away as a rookie, that can be really good for this offense. And I think if he struggles and can't keep Lawrence upright, then that's kind of when you'll see some problems with this Jaguars team. And maybe it's not as much of a, from the Jaguars' ability to win the division, but more their ability to contend as a Super Bowl team. And, you know, I, I think they need at least one solid tackle. They maybe don't need two, but, you know, if they're they losing both of their guys, they they need someone to step up. And I think that Harrison could be someone who could have a positive or a negative impact.
1: Yeah, I like that pick.
0: So with that, let's move on to a new topic that we have in, in this, uh, question segment. And that is, uh, who's a player or coach under the most pressure to succeed this season? So Brian, why don't you get Uh, started with this one?
1: Yeah. So for, I, I, I hate going with the, the most obvious names. I, I usually, when we, when we do newest edition, I'll make the biggest impact or, or in this case, uh, player coach under the most pressure. Uh, I don't want to go with the most obvious guy every time, but or I usually go off the board every time, but I'm, I'm going to go with the most obvious pick here. like Calvin Ridley, I think uh, there's a lot of pressure on him mm. to succeed this year. If the Jags are going to be as good as everyone thinks they can be and possibly a Super Bowl contender, then he's really the guy that I think determines whether or not uh, Jacksonville can make a Super Bowl run or not. And I just think there's also pressure on Calvin Ridley himself on just just the fact that he had he's played like five games in the past two years, and he, you know he made like yep. fifteen hundred dollars in parlay bets at at the time, and he he cost himself eleven million dollars in salary. And just he, I think he just wants he, I think he wants to bounce back as a person, uh, yeah, and a player. And I mean, he's a free I agent. If, if so. you haven't, if you guys haven't read the Players Tribune article uh, that he wrote. Uh, On that site, I I definitely would recommend reading that. It's it's definitely a great read. Uh, You know, makes you understand Calvin Ridley's situation a little bit more, and he's going to be a huge part of the offense. And and again, if 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 Jacksonville is going to be a Super Bowl contender, then then Calvin Ridley uh, definitely has to have a great year. So I'm going to go with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he straight up said he's going for 1,400 yards this year, so he put the pressure on himself (laughs) right away.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't feel like there's a ton of pressure in this division, to be honest. I, if there's anyone, especially in the in the skill players of the Jaguars, pressured to to succeed, I agree that it's Ridley. But I also feel like they have, you know, he. There's pressure on Ridley, but he, realistically, just needs to be good. He, as long as other, as long as other players, uh are able to perform um you know they have uh they have zay jones and christian kirk and uh they have ingram and they you know we'll see how the new players work out with brenton strange and them as well but it just to me i don't feel like there's a ton of pressure on one person um in jacksonville but i do agree that if there is one it's uh, it's Calvin Ridley, but yeah,
0: and I guess it's I maybe the Jaguars don't necessarily need Ridley to be as good as he thinks he is, but like from a he needs to prove himself and he has an opportunity to yeah. you know, get paid and you know continue his career instead of continuing to let it
2: get sidetracked like it has. That's fair, yeah that that makes sense. I went again a little bit of a different route here, and this might be a worse take than the last one I had, but uh, <laughs> I just think with the two. With the two teams with rookie quarterbacks and new young head coaches, I I just it feels to me like there's in the whole division just not a ton of pressure. I feel like there's one team that's seen as the one that's going to succeed. Uh Vrabel doesn't feel like he's under a lot of pressure because he's kind of in a potential rebuild. Um and so I, I had trouble with this one, honestly. And I ended up going with the person who I've seen touted as the most athletic quarterback in NFL history in Anthony Richardson, because that's kind of a big thing to live up to. Uh, and to me, like I said before about, uh, about Houston, I I think that they have kind of a clearer track here of in a few years, Houston's probably going to be pretty good. Probably going to be in these conversations with Jacksonville about the the division. Um, and, Anthony Richardson to me kind of feels like high risk, high reward. And so he doesn't necessarily need to, to have a massive season this season, but he needs to show that he's going to put the Colts where the Texans are as well. You know, I feel like it, he kind of needs to be able to prove that, that the, that the risk was or that the reward was worth the risk. And, uh, you know, I think there was a lot of conversation, especially after the combine about, Anthony Richardson and where he would fall and, you know, is he good enough to be taken in the, the top five, top whatever. Uh, and so I feel like kind of similarly similarly to Calvin Ridley, I don't think the Colts necessarily have a lot of pressure on them or I don't think that he has a lot of pressure within the Colts organization because it's just not going to be their year or, you know, their next couple years probably. But I think similar, similarly to Ridley, he needs to – not be the best but needs to be good enough to be like, hey, I was worth this. You made the right choice with me because it feels like he could go either way where in a few years we could be talking about Anthony Richardson as someone who fizzled out very quickly. So to me, um, I think at least of the of the quarterbacks that were the new quarterbacks in the division, um, I think he's under the most pressure because he's kind of the least, even even with Will Levis, I think he because Will Levis to me feels like less of a gamble was taken because he right. you know fell to the second right. round and
1: and um, the Colts are they, they 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 took the fourth pick uh, used him on the exa- for- right, right. Mm-hmm. so
2: they they put a lot on him so it feels like he needs to show something um, to show he was worth that no,
1: I, I love that choice because Richardson again he offers a lot of upside. You know he he had thirteen starts at Florida and he only completed 54 percent of his passes and and then granted it's the SEC which is like minor league NFL but it's still college football so if you're completing fifty four percent of your passes in college what are you going to do in the NFL in your rookie year with with like not really the greatest supporting cast especially if Jonathan Taylor is not involved uh, I, I think I'll be I think he will be but. Um, that's still a situation to look out for, and so, so yeah, I like that pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it makes perfect sense, and you know, Josh Allen did complete fifty three percent of his passes. Yeah, he's, at yeah, that's that's and,
1: another example to look at because in the beginning of his NFL career, he was not completing a, many passes at all, and we were questioning no. if he could sustain have a sustainable NFL career. But now he's like one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and um, so. Yeah, yeah, Richardson's definitely no. no I,
0: sure. I think it's it's fair, yeah, to say you at least like if he does see the field, I do think he's gonna get opportunities at some point. Like he needs to at least show enough signs that it's like, oh, he could be Cam Newton or he could be Josh Allen. If you know we get the right development, um, you know, I do think that. It, it makes sense. And I also agree that maybe the pressure, it's not like, Oh, we drafted him fourth overall. We're going to just move on with a new quarterback next year. That seems pretty unlikely, but it is Um, you know, I think it's a fair point and it's a tough division to come up with somebody Calvin Ridley. I feel like is the obvious answer Um, to throw out somebody else. I guess cam Robinson, the Jaguars left tackle. He suspended the first four games of the season He's due to make like the sixth most uh, salary next year. He has some competition coming in. The Jaguars just drafted an offensive tackle in the first round. This is someone who, if he doesn't perform when he comes back from suspension, he could certainly get cut, and the Jaguars can go in a different direction. And he might not be around for this team becoming a true Super Bowl contender, um, whether it's this year or long term.
1: Yeah, definitely not a lot so. of choices. It's really like Ridley the quarterbacks and, and
0: then yeah you just come up with random contract random guys.
1: yeah random names after that
2: <laughs> i mean i can see an
1: argument
0: you know, for the, 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 the last the thing jaguars. Do here is
2: so, sorry i can i can see an argument for the jaguars as a whole you know because if if they can't do it now then that doesn't look good on them but yeah for a player or a coach it's a little bit harder there mm-hmm.
0: So finally, we're going to wrap it up with our bold prediction for the division. So um, Kenny went first for the first question. Brian went first for the second question. So I'm going to go first for this one. And I was trying to hold myself earlier. It was a little difficult uh, when I was talking about, you know, the Jaguars and their ceiling. Uh, But my goal is to kind of come up with some bold predictions for each division like truly bold ones not try to hold myself back and if one of them hits then it'll look great at the end of the year and I'm going to start off uh, by saying I think Trevor Lawrence is going to win NFL MVP this season I think he's going to continue his rise he's going to continue to take that next step and um, you know whether it's enough to get the Jaguars you know where they want to be in terms of Super Bowl contention status we'll see but I, I do think he's going to be really good this year and i think that you know he'll just be a new name that's gonna attract a lot of the voters and um yeah i mean it's kind of painful to say about a clemson quarterback but at this point he's far enough removed that it's whatever i can uh you know shoot for the stars with him and see if he can uh follow up on my you know matthew stafford Derek carr like some of the other uh who's who's the old broncos quarterback uh Dude, he got traded to Seattle that I picked to win MVP in 2020. Drew Locke. Drew Locke. You know, I, I'm so terrible at MVP. I think, yeah, Trey Lance, like, I'm, I'm so bad at this. That's, very bad. That's we'll pretty see. bad, I, too. I feel kind of confident that he'll at I least mean, be
2: in contention. He,
1: I mean, he got yeah. hurt, but it's still bad.
2: Why would you do this? Why would you do this, Corey? You've cursed him. Maybe, maybe.
0: He probably has the best odds of any player that I've actually guessed here, though.
1: You, you go next, Ken. Yeah.
2: I mean, I love Corey's. I was afraid that you were going to take mine with the way you led into that Corey, okay. but, uh, I love, I love it. I hope you're right. Uh, I'm going, uh, I'm going with the Jaguars, Jaguars prediction as well. Of course, this is, is my, it's, it's bold, but I'm going to say the Jaguars get the one seed. Brian mentioned earlier them getting the buy. Uh, it, you know, it, it's a long shot, but realistically, if they can beat Kansas City in week 2, they have a shot. So, so if they you know, go if two and If they can beat Kansas City in week right. <laughs> if, if they go one and one. No, but it but I mean it, like week 2 obviously is going to be a huge game because if they end up tied with Kansas City at the end and they have the tiebreaker, then that you know obviously great for them. But you know, like I say, they obviously they have to beat other good teams. They have to beat Cincinnati, they have to beat Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to be a competitive game, but I, I, as of now, you know, we'll see where the teams are at at that point in the season, but I picked Jacksonville to beat Buffalo in London, their second week there. They can, at that point, lose to Cincy if they've beaten Kansas city, as long as, you know, obviously as long as Cincinnati, doesn't have a better record than them at the end of the season. I just, if they honestly, even if they go one and one, I don't remember who they're playing. The week Colts. One. Um, but, that would be a bad loss. Okay. That would be so if they go loss, one and one, yeah. they're in rough shape. <laughs> yeah. So if they go, if they go, yeah, then yeah, if they go two and zero, obviously long way to go at that point. But that puts them in a great position. You know, you it's you don't want to look that far ahead. I'm you know if you're on the teams, but as a fan, I don't mind looking at things week two and saying, you know, at the end of the season they have the tiebreaker against Kansas City now, uh, so. We'll see how things play out. I, uh, we'll see week two. But if they win week two, that's huge. So I'm gonna say Jags get the bike, Jags get the one seed. I mean, if the if the Titans could do it a couple years ago, they're better than that Titans team. Why not? <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, that that's a fair point. <laughs> like, uh, it is tough competition. But hey, it, it's bold prediction. So.
1: All right. Yeah. Exactly. So
0: you're gonna top that, Brian?
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna top it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when it comes to the South divisions, I I struggle to come up with you know, really good bold predictions. And you guys went with two Jags ones, so I might as well go with uh, another Jags one. Uh, I can't. Com- I can't. I can't do a bold one in terms of like the Jags standings wise because I think they'll win the division. But I like other teams in terms of playoff success. So that's not bold in terms of. Uh, their team success. So I'll just go with, I'll say, uh, tanks, tank Bigsby, uh, uh, outperforms ETN and he gets more of the, he becomes the starter by the end of the year. <laughs> there are a lot of positive reports on him in training. Right. I don't want to say it's going to be right away, but I think he'll be integrating the offense more and more. And, uh, they're really high on him. So I'll just say he I'll just say he becomes the starter. <laughs> It'll be like a Jamal Williams kind of thing yeah, last I like year. That. <laughs> Maybe not lead the league in touchdowns and score I like mean, twenty, but <laughs> but uh, I think it it is hard it
2: is hard to toe the line. Obviously, of saying something that is actually bold that yeah. could happen. But I, honestly, I all these things I think they could happen. Honestly, Corey's might be the boldest. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see. I, don't but, know, I, th- uh, I think mine's. They might the have pick, to go but,
0: hand in hand like the Jags yeah. being the one uh, seed. Oh yeah, if yeah. if mine comes true, <laughs> if mine comes true, yours comes yeah. true most likely. Uh, I think that he can win MVP without the Jags being the one seed, but you right. know, I don't yeah. think if they go 9 and 8 again, like I, he's not going to win it.
1: Yeah, so, I, I, yeah, yeah, and I'm in that camp where I, I like Jacksonville at like 10 and 7.
2: I don't you know, they ha- they they have an easier schedule than than some, you know, like like you were saying before, Corey, they do have to play tough teams. They do have to play the AFC mm-hmm. North and, and obviously the the Chiefs, but they, which is, which, they yeah. do get which is why it's not games. You know? They don't have the most mm-hmm.
1: favorable. It's not the easiest one in the entire league, but... But it's more favorable, right? But
2: I can see them picking up a couple games, and then the you know the Chiefs lose a couple tough ones. I I've effectively, honestly, I feel like the Jags are in the situation that the Patriots were in for a long time, where yes, they're really good, but yeah, they do have an easy time in their division. And I always hate it when people would say that to me, but it was true, and it's not true anymore, unfortunately, <laughs> for the Patriots. But it's true for the Jaguars now.
0: Yeah, I mean, in theory, this season, you know, we'll see. This could look silly if the. the uh, I mean, meet I
1: mean, our, our and blame it. <laughs> uh, MVP predictions on here have really, really sucked. <laughs> uh, whether it's Drew Lock, <laughs> yeah. or Trey Lance, I, I or whatever, like it's it's it been...
2: Corey, quick predict predict uh, Aaron Rodgers, please. <laughs> No, I, um,
0: you know, when we go to the AFC, AFC East, you know, we can, we can talk about Aaron Rodgers there, but <laughs> I think, yeah. uh, I think, I think we've talked about a lot of football in here. You know, we, we managed to get an hour in on just the AFC South, so that, that's, that's pretty a impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and now finally, let's wrap things up. Um, you know, as we always do try to give a, a little fun topic and, Top five has always been a thing for us in the past. We've experimented with drafts and we've kind of opened up the possibility of a draft to listeners as opposed to a top five with certainly some topics making more sense than others. And Kenny, you chose to do a draft and um, you definitely gave an interesting choice for us. So why don't you introduce this final topic here?
2: (sighs) Well, I like when I'm asked about doing a top five or a draft... It doesn't always have to be timely. It doesn't have to tie into something going on in the real world. But I think it's more fun when it does, and it narrows the it narrows the the options, which is helpful. So despite my uh my my disinterest in the topic, uh in honor of Taylor Swift's Eros Tour sweeping the nation, we're gonna be drafting Taylor Swift songs. Uh I don't know how we're doing draft order. I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. But it blows my mind we're, that, we're, we're, that I, we're doing. You
1: came up with the idea. <laughs> I know,
2: I know. Well, we're we're gonna. I th- I think we're gonna try to do one per album, or, or no more than one per album, uh, per person. Although that I don't. Goal, yep. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know how many albums she has, but
1: I'll I'll,
0: uh, I'll, I'll help. <laughs> I have mine sorted by album, so I'm not gonna yeah accidentally break that, but. Uh uh Brian can help. So I mean I guess we can kind of set the stage here and say Brian of course I mean he's a swifty like you talk about her a lot <laughs> like we you know you've seen her in concert not in the Eras tour but you know the, it is a, a thing and Kenny has he's
1: yeah he's shown his anti- disdain Swift whenever
0: she's come up in conversation. <laughs> uh yeah and I I so I find myself somewhere yeah. in the middle but Kenny yeah I mean go ahead if you want to get into more specific details like
2: well I've never been a fan of Taylor Swift music uh I don't like to, I don't like to praise people that I don't know personally, even if I think they seem like a good person. So I don't want to, I don't want to attack someone that I don't know personally either. I don't agree with, uh, you know, some of the stuff I've heard about Taylor Swift, but I don't know her. She might be a fine person, not a fan of her music, but I, I will say be in the last 30 or so hours, uh, because we were doing this, I've been listening to her music. She's got some good music. I didn't know. Uh, I only heard the radio stuff for the most part, and I don't like that, but some of
1: it's okay. It only took 10 years, but... uh... It only took...
2: No, she's been making music for, what, 17 years? Her first album came out in 2006, and that album is dreadful. Uh, uh, Overall, no, I've been enjoying listening (laughs) to, to some of her stuff, honestly. Yeah, I mean
0: that that first album was very country based. I think yeah, that, it's it yeah. I, she's I, gotten I, less I, and less I, country. I, I
2: like, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I more. like one song mm-hmm. from
1: that album, but I guess spoiler, alert, I'm not gonna pick a song from that album. Yeah, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit.
2: Um, but so, uh, how how are we doing this? Who how are we doing the draft order? Yeah, are we doing five picks
1: each. Five picks. Yeah, even so, though even though the person who goes last will like yeah won't benefit. I mean, it's still yeah. I don't know it's five. <laughs> we always do five, so it's, it's five. Yeah, it's exactly. Fine.
0: Top five, drafting five. Yeah, so we're gonna do five picks each. Um, it'll mm-hmm. be very similar to that comedy movie two thousand draft we did, except there's only three of us. And uh, my thought, which I realized I did not vocalize before we started here, is that because there's only three of us and it's a lower consequence, we're just gonna have the guests choose the order. So kind of you can choose Ooh. where you go and oh where you want Brian and no.
2: I to go. <laughs> I'm gonna go first, and Brian's gonna go last.
1: <laughs> I wanted to go oh, second. <laughs> oh man, I love that, that. Not today.
0: Yeah, I did. Honestly, I did also want to go second, but um, it's okay. You no, know, I would have been fine with it, it, a three. And it, 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 Brian, you're the you're the swifty, so <laughs> you're the one who you should that's be true. Able to, so to I, I probably
1: yeah. So it probably <laughs> it's fair this way. It's, it's like the draft, the like actual draft of teams, where the, the teams with the lowest record get the first pick. Uh-huh. And the teams with the, with the champions, uh, they get the last pick. <laughs> and so yeah, I think so the, before the we Taylor Swift admiration this, wanna... uh, uh-huh. increase so, in the ranks. So, yeah, I think the order makes sense.
0: Yeah, before we get into this, I want to say that I have recently just, I've truly realized the the cult following that she has. And it, it's insane. I don't know if it's just this era's tour, if it's social media, what it is, but the obsession over her is way bigger than I realized. And I think part of it was when it was just like a lot of people that I'd see just on the Internet. It was like, oh, they're not a real person. And then all of a sudden I started to hang out with like friends and stuff who I never realized were as big Swifties as they are. And it's like, holy shit, you are it, I I don't like being around you right now because we can't listen to anything other right. than Taylor Swift, or it's like a, you can't like have a conversation. Like I I have no idea how this is gonna go, but I'm expecting yeah, I, more I hate and harassment than like love and admiration <laughs> from <laughs> anyone who listens to this, sees the graphic. Like I feel like we're just setting ourselves up for for failure. But oh, I can also see hundred percent.
1: No, I, I'm I'm it's gonna be a fail. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, we can't win in this because the people who hate Taylor Swift don't want to hear this, and the people who love her are going to hate yeah, our gonna, so, Hey, yeah. where's that We're, song? Where's that song?
1: <laughs> hey, that one should be higher. That one should yeah. be lower. It's just we can it, only it,
2: draft fifteen
0: no, songs. I, so, right? You know, and again, one per album. Like, if you're listening, you'll know that. But if you see this graphic, like, and that's it, just stumble across it right. on Instagram or X, then <laughs> you know it's going to be an issue. <laughs> uh, I, uh, but anyway, I do
2: hate the. I hate I hate the rabid fandom personally, and that could, is not directed at Taylor. I mean, I guess it is directed at Taylor Swift and her fans currently, but just in general, whenever there's like cult followings, mm-hmm. like people are uh, like I don't I don't know. It's not if, exclusive. If it means to her. a lot to someone, uh-huh. no, by no means. It, and it's just if if it means a lot to one person, that's you know that's totally fine. You can, anything can meet and what it means to you and that's fine. But when it's just like so many people, it's, it it gets, it gets to me, you know? But, uh, I didn't let that cloud my judgment when I was, when I was listening to the song. So, uh, I don't know. Should I get into it? Should I, should I make the first pick?
0: Yeah. Whenever you're ready,
2: Go you're ahead. on the clock. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I don't know a lot about, uh, what is what songs are popular other than what I've heard on the radio and what Spotify has as the top songs? But according to Spotify, this one is popular, and I like it. I th- it's a good song. Hadn't heard it until today, but I'm going with "Cruel Summer" from Lover. Yep, yeah, it's I want to say it's Lover. <laughs> yeah, it's good, and it's t- I. What I found is the the more the longer Taylor Swift's been around, the less country she's been, the more pop she's been. And I also think sort of the less Taylor Swift she has been, if that makes sense. She d- when I heard "Cruel Summer," it didn't sound like a Taylor Swift song. It's Taylor Swift singing, but it didn't sound like what I expect from her. And for me, that's good. Um, I I really liked it. I it's it I have it saved on Spotify first. I think first ever Taylor Swift song I saved. Wow. So that's uh that's really? my number one I like pick. That,
1: I like that pick. Although 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 if you guys picked like seventy different songs, I probably would have had the same reaction. Oh, I like that pick. That's a good one. <laughs> so it probably wouldn't have mattered what you um, picked, Kenny, but I do like that choice. Uh-huh. It was kind of unexpected though, is really the Yeah.
2: Interesting.
0: I mean I I had that on my board. Um, you know, I would have taken it at some point. I d did, I didn't necessarily know where it where you were going with that. Um But, I mean, I think it's probably a fine 1-1 pick. I I don't know. I guess we'll find out. uh, I'm laughing at the, like, it didn't sound like Taylor Swift, as in, like, the song wasn't her. My friend was telling me, like, this weekend that he made a comment to someone about how she has ghostwriters and started receiving texts from random people yelling at him. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was like he said that and, like, their friend, like, told their friends. And it, it, (laughs) so... Uh, I wanted to make a ghostwriter comment there, but I also don't want to get that harassment. So it was actually her. She just, you know, was in it. it was a different era. That's all it was. <laughs> so
2: I, I, And I didn't mean to imply that it wasn't her. I just mean yeah. I, her style has, you know, changed and evolved as any artist does. And I uh-huh. I like, although that's not that new. I think it's from 2019. Yeah. yeah, 2019. So, the- But I hadn't heard it until today. I liked it though.
0: Yeah, so... We're Number two here, um, I was between two songs. It really depended on where I fell in the order. One of them would be my personal favorite song. And then a song that I just think is like very popular and will look good on the draft board and probably won't lead to too many complaints. And <laughs> I'm going to go in that direction. I'm just going to take <laughs> All Too Well. I mean, All Too Well, Taylor's version is 10 minutes long. Like I, I think that that's, that's the song that feels right in this spot. I, I like it. It's a good song. I don't necessarily listen to this 10 minute song, but I also don't listen to a ton of other songs that are 10 minutes long. So there's not necessarily anything against her in this one, but I'm going to go with what feels like a safe pick in this point um, and leave some of my personal choices until the end. So I guess, Brian, how did I do with that one? Like what's my, my first round grade. It's
1: good. Yep, both of those are great choices. Okay. Uh, I think I think "Cruel Summer" <laughs> was more unexpected. I, I didn't I didn't know if that was going to get drafted. Interesting. That doesn't mean I dislike it. I, See, I I, I didn't. I'm definitely a fan of that song. I uh, all too well. I was not surprised. Uh, I guess I was surprised that it was the second pick, but that one I expected.
2: Well, like I say, pick. so I don't know. I don't know what's popular. So I don't know. What to expect to go when, but Spotify had "Cruel Summer" at the top, so I was like, I don't want to lose this. I like the song, which is not something I can say for a lot of Taylor Swift songs. So
0: yeah, I get it. That's very fair. I'm also like, I have no idea where Brian is gonna go from here. So I'm like, maybe I'll get more songs that I like, but I was like, let me at least get one again, like from the top (laughs) of Spotify, and go from there.
1: (laughs) Um. Yeah. I. I mean, I didn't know where I was gonna go with this, honestly. Um, all right. So yeah, like, like I mentioned, or what I was going to mention, uh, until, until Corey mentioned it was that I was going to do a thing where I would pick five different songs from five different albums and and like five favorites ones. Uh, but we already established that rule. Um, one song, this is going to be kind of sort of a surprising choice. Um, one, one song that, uh. From, so the the album Lover, uh, I'm definitely a fan of that, that album. There are definitely a lot of songs that I like, and one of them includes Cruel Summer. But I think there was only one song, for me at least, personally, that I thought was worth drafting. Uh, and it's no no pun intended uh, because it's also the name of the album. Uh, I'm going to go with Lover, the, the song. And I, I just find it to be a very romantic song, it has, like, that first dance at a wedding kind of feel to it, and uh, another thing about this song is that there are multiple versions that are really great, where on Spotify, there's a live version of it that's a good listen, and she also does a remix with Shawn Mendes uh, for this song, but I'm going to go with the original uh, song uh, for... Uh, for this album. Uh, so I don't want to say this is my number one all-time favorite Taylor Swift song. It's just that like, I want to pick five uh-huh. different albums, and this one was my favorite from from this album. Uh, P- Cruel Summer probably is my second favorite, <laughs> no, just out of coincidence. Uh, I,
2: I do briefly want to say, I don't think we said it while recording, but uh, uh, this wasn't... I didn't uh, know if this was intentional, but the one pick per album works with the era's tour uh i don't know if that was what you guys intended but i i didn't realize at first but it it works very well with although i've heard that she isn't playing that many songs from some of the albums that's like the idea of the tour i think so that uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's the theme i guess
0: yeah i know it is i i mostly just wanted that because of the um variety aspect of it but Yes, you're right. It also goes with the errors. Well, yeah, because
2: otherwise we would just draft 1989, you know?
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh... <laughs> All right. So for my second pick, uh, I'm going to pick a song from the Fearless album. Uh, like we mentioned, her first album, not the greatest, but I, for Fearless, I think this was her first great album. And I think many people would agree with that. Uh, I'm, I'm debating between two songs. Uh I'll go with fifteen. That that is my second round choice. Uh, That song, um, I don't know, just reminds me of uh, being young and more naive and being nervous about entering high school. Because I remember when I entered uh, high school at South with you guys. I I, I'll admit I was nervous about entering high school because I was coming from a Catholic school and then going to a public school and. There was about, I would say, like ten of us that went from Nashua Catholic to Nashua South, but for the most part, ninety-nine percent of the people I didn't really know. I mean, I knew plenty of pe- other public school kids from like playing sports, but mm-hmm. it was nerve-wracking and just that song kind of reminds me of that. It's a little nostalgic and it's comforting kind of song, and yeah, it definitely has a nostalgic feel to it, especially like the, uh, you know, the guitar beginning uh, at that song. So. So, yeah, I'm going to go with 15.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I'm not choice. mistaken, it lines up with us being freshmen in high school as well. Like, I remember yeah. that being like a, a popular that, that song. The album came out,
1: out... yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Yeah, I, I don't like this song because I didn't like it. There's, some, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, there's some Taylor Swift songs I listened to today that I'd never heard and I didn't like them. They're too country. Some that I'd never heard and I liked. Uh, And then there's some that I like or dislike, but regardless of whether, regardless of my personal feelings toward them, they, they're nostalgic for me. 15 uh, is one of those. It, you know, it's grown on me because it reminds me of high school, but it reminds me of being in high school and being like, <laughs> ugh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> so, uh-huh. but yeah, it's, I think it's, I think it's a good pick. Yeah.
0: No, I, I was wondering where you were going with that. Uh, I did expect it to go pretty high. So. Um, and I, I think it's a great pick because I can get my other song and it's, you know, Kenny made the weed pick all the songs from 1989. That's like the one album that I really listen to a lot. Just for whatever reason, that was one where I decided that is going to be my favorite Taylor Swift album till the end of time. And uh, I'm going to go with a song that I think is one of her most popular. It's, you know, it's my favorite from the album and it's, you know, maybe not the the most uh Unique to pick, but I'm gonna go with blank space. I think it's such a fun song. Yeah. Like I absolutely mm-hmm. love it, and I don't know if this is too high. I don't know if it's too mainstream. But
1: no, I uh, was. I wanted to that, get it. Honestly, so. yeah. So I kind of hate that you I had a few it. others. I hate that I didn't uh, pick it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it was. It was going in the second round because that was going to be my next <laughs> well, pick. Honestly, I blew <laughs> it. That <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's the first. It's the first Taylor Swift song that I remember hearing and not hating. In fact, I believe I was in the car with Brian, and he was like, "I think he asked if I heard it, and I said no." And he was like, "I think you won't hate this song." And I, he played it. I was like, "Yeah, you know, it's it's okay. It's not terrible." Wow. Um, and then yeah, and then Imagine Dragons covered it, and oh, did that? I liked that version better. Yeah, but yeah. Imagine Dragons is kind of actually they, their covers pretty good because they mash it up with uh. With uh, uh, stand by me,
1: I think. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. They their, they their mash versions up, mash up with uh, stand by me. Yep. Yeah.
2: It, it's there. It's a nice cover, but no, I, I think that the song. I might say I like it. It played at a bar I was so, at the other night, and I was very excited. Um. So. <laughs> it's another. It's another certainly that's that is nostalgic for me, and it's not. Uh I, I don't hate it. I mentioned uh I mentioned to my girlfriend today that I was listening to to Taylor Swift all day and I said a couple songs. I was like, Yeah, this one's actually pretty good and she said uh Kenny Swifty era. And you know, uh, I guess this is my this is my era. <laughs> it's thirty-six hours of Kenny being a Swifty. Um thirty-six hours. And I will never listen to Taylor Swift again. Um well, like I say, I was gonna take that one. It kind of throws. I feel a like yeah. I feel like I blew it. No, not it.
1: Um, I mean, there are other choices. Like
2: you did because I have I have two picks which I had forgotten. So <laughs> I've I have nothing ready, but that's okay. I can wing it. I'm gonna go with a another song uh, another song from 1989. Uh, this one I didn't uh didn't like in in high school. Uh nineteen ninety nine in high school right no we okay were, then I didn't we like were it in college, college. We were uh born but uh in college, so <laughs> well then i i whenever it came out, I wasn't a fan but uh i i kinda like it now uh i'm going. i'm gonna go with style, which i think is the the song is it's pretty silly calling it style, and we never go out of style it's it's a bit on the nose taylor but uh <laughs> It's not as on the nose as Dear John. So uh I guess that you got that going for you. But um no, it's a it's a fun song. Um I don't have a ton to say about it other than I listened to it a couple times today and I was like, you know, this one's kinda of fun. I kinda of like it. Um, I did have it on my then list for, for my
0: like if I didn't get blank space,
2: that was probably coming next. It was it was right after me uh right after Blank Space for me as well. So that was kind of my, I guess, my backup. Yeah. Um, oh, this is tough. I'm. I'm gonna take one from. I can't believe I'm. I can't believe that's, this is happening. That I'm like, oh, this is hard. I have two songs from a Taylor Swift album that I have to choose between. <laughs> so I'm gonna choose a song from Speak Now. Um, it is almost certainly not the song that anyone's thinking from Speak Now because I don't think that this is popular. Uh, but i have to go with never grow up uh because i was listening to it at work today and i started tearing up oh, uh it was i got i got emotional super sad song uh, about the yeah. song it's it's so sad and it's a uh, i mean anything especially as i get older and my parents get older anytime parents aging is brought up I'm, it just gets to me but uh i also just i remember when i was a kid uh i remember people around me you know saying they wanted to grow up and they wanted to be an adult and this and that and i was like you guys are crazy we got it made why would yeah. you want to grow up and uh and it really just took me back there uh and so it's not it's not necessarily a song that i musically really um
1: it's a nice soothing song w- would Tearjerker. Go- it, but it's a but it's right it's a tearjerker
2: song so it's it's not like like I'm not like oh I love this song but like but lyrically it you know it spoke to me I guess I mean a lot so, of her songs are about uh, relationships of course, now.
1: but this one's kind of an outlier
2: well right and that's the thing is is and I, I don't fault her or any artist for this because a lot of artists sing exclusively about relationships and their beginning middle and end Um, but that's what most of her songs are about and so it's kind of a nice change of pace Uh, and uh yeah, it, it made me emotional while I was at work, and uh, it, it yeah, I think it is a well-written song, and uh, unfortunately, might going to be my only pick from Speak Now, because I wanted another one, but I had to go with this one. I don't know if I've heard that song. I think that there are a
0: lot of Taylor Swift songs oh. that I don't know. I can hit the radio hits and like the big ones um, and <laughs> try to ride the wave with that. Um, so Uh, maybe I should. It's
1: arguably, it's arguably your saddest song.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, I feel like that's a good one for Kenny because he's a big sad song fan. So, um, I I just always remember the uh the Weezer song that you put as your like one of your selfie videos recently. Yeah, all All my my, all my
1: favorite songs are slow and sad. All my. Right. Yeah. Slow and sad. Yeah.
2: All my favorite songs are slow and yeah. sad. Is the lyric. The title is just all my favorite uh, songs. My favorite but yeah. Songs no. I. I love a good. Sad. A good sad song. No, you know. It's sometimes. Sometimes. Uh. It's. T- it's tough to make myself really, really feel and sit in my emotions, and so it, it takes something to pull it out of me. But it, you need yeah, that. No, sometimes. I get it. I. I. I totally understand.
0: Um. When I think of Taylor Swift, I just think of the more poppy. Songs I feel like those are the ones that I I just hear more often. You know, like I said, like there's like one album that I've listened to the whole way through. So um, apologize that I'm not right. necessarily gonna go with any you know hidden songs. It's gonna be almost exclusively singles. Um, so I've already hit Red in 1989, and I'm gonna go with a song from Fearless. And this is one where I know it's popular. I know people really enjoy it. Uh, I also just was in a wedding, and it just kind of maybe is topical for that reason. I'm gonna say love story feels like a basic one, uh, but it's a song that if it comes on, people are gonna love it. Everyone knows the words, um, and I think that's kind of gonna be my theme of my my draft today is gonna be just songs that I actually kind of like to, to sing along to in certain occasions and that's I'm gonna take it here. That's uh you know really I'm gonna go with it. It's uh what, you know, ones, it's that, a, a ones that ones that people can Juliet. sing
1: along to ones mm-hmm. that people can sing along to and ones that are popular.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's essentially my draft style here. It's like I'm trying to go as you know, maybe it's uh it's uh it's not the right approach going too popular, but I mean, I, I'm someone who enjoys music. I can sing along to. Like that's how I've always been. That's where I kind of trend with music. I listen to. So that's where a lot of my songs are going to be. And I guess at this point, I only have two more to
2: go. But, but that, that's where I went. So, uh, c- quick quick question here. When we when we did the movies draft, we were trying to win. Are we trying to win again? Because yeah, yeah. oh, I, I don't. That hasn't been my <laughs> strategy. So when it, far. I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, when it comes to
1: <laughs> me personally, especially this topic, I. I, I don't need to win. Like, like I, We're all winners that's, here, right, yeah. Brian? Uh, I I'm I,
2: I mean, Brian really won because he got me to listen to Taylor Swift <laughs> all day yeah, today so, and so, all night so last I'm night. So I'm the real
1: winner here anyway, no matter what uh-huh. my list looks like. Okay. Um Yeah, so I blew it not taking blank space in the second round. Oh well. Um so I'll just go with a different 1989 song. I'll go with my second favorite. I'm going to go with uh uh Wildest Dreams. <laughs> yeah. Good choice. Uh, I just I that was that yeah, that's a yeah, good one. Yeah, I just I find that song so mesmerizing and and I remember listening it uh or hearing it at a a different person's wedding <laughs> and it's definitely a great listen and it's great to also sing along with people in groups as well. Uh yeah. yeah I just find that song so mesmerizing and uh yeah, that that's really it
0: um yeah i, I can't uh, remember what i was saying but i did use a in i could never imagine in my wildest dreams reference when talking about 1989 to a taylor swift <laughs> fan and she laughed at it so i was like okay that, that was good that's what i was going for
1: <laughs> all right uh for my fourth one i'll pick one from uh speak now uh i'm gonna go with mean uh i I just think that very catchy song, and you know instead of being defeated by negativity, she you know kind of embraces it and calls out the person uh you know in that song and and super catchy song definitely one of my favorites, especially from high school and I was definitely ecstatic when uh when I got to see her live and she picked that song, even though it it was oh, a red nice. uh it was yeah. a red concert and not a not a uh, speak now concert. Just the fact that she decided to play that song, I was definitely ecstatic when it came on. So, uh, definitely a great memory. Kind of,
2: kind of interesting that she has a song called Mean, where she says, "Why you got to be so mean?" Yeah. On the album Speak Now, including the song Speak Now, which I find to be quite a mean song. <laughs> uh, that was my main takeaway when I heard that song. Was she's just like, like, like insulting this bride, and I'm like, "All right, Taylor, you can chill with this, all right." <laughs> Is mean about Kanye West?
0: Is that something oh, that I've heard? I don't, it, I don't, it
1: could be. I I don't. Oh, know. I have no idea.
2: Is it? I Maybe? mean, that's also. It, it would make sense,
1: yeah. but I don't. I don't. I can't confirm if it is or isn't.
2: It's kind of crazy how many songs she has about other famous people. Like her, yeah. like him, like, Katy Perry. And everyone just knows. I don't even know who the, Mayer, what song John John is Hall. about Katy Perry. I think it's Bad but, yeah, Blood. You got, Harry Styles. Yeah. Like all, all, all too well is Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, cr- and and everyone knows, I mean, some of them are very in your face. Like oh yeah. John and style, but, but it, it's, uh-huh. it's just, it's cr- like, we shouldn't know this much about her love life. We don't need to know, <laughs> but Hey, she's sharing it's a lot it, so of good music, it's right?
1: <laughs> it's funny. I'm I'm probably, well, it's led to some good. Music. I'm in the minority yeah. where I was in terms of music, not, not, not their personalities, uh, what they're like as human beings, but I'm probably one of the few people that uh, really enjoys Taylor Swift's music, but also Kanye's.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: Not not the yeah, person I mean, he really. is now. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, and yeah, me, our <laughs> music. But I definitely uh, I know a lot of people who both. like
0: who do like both. But oh, okay, I mean, I, like I shouldn't them. say a lot of people. Like, I know of people, and maybe it's just like they're both two like popular artists, and it's like if you're not a Swifty and you're not obsessed with her then you can like kanye as like i don't know yeah i'd like to when you when you were talking about it
1: earlier i'd like to think i'm not like that you know in that cult of no you're definitely not super super obsessed i think uh uh, there are definitely some creeps that you know go way too far when it comes to that kind of stuff i'm just a fan of her huge fan of her music and yeah
0: (laughs) yeah no i get it um definitely not complaining did you make two picks or Another yeah, one.
1: one with Wildest Dreams and me. Okay.
0: Gotcha. True. Um, okay. So I am gonna. I have a see, I I'm between a few here. Um it sounds like none of you, like neither of you are a fan of that first Taylor Swift album. And there are a couple I, songs oh my, that I, no. I do kind of want well, to draft yeah, as a big throwback. I really
1: I really enjoyed one one song or maybe two songs. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, not a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I I think, um, you know, I got to test out my strategy here on how I want to do this. And there is one song that feels like a very obvious, um, popular, like pick here, but also it's the only song that I can confidently say I've heard on this album. So, um, you know, I I have a few directions I can go here. There's like three albums. Again, I feel like Kenny. It's like, wow, I'm like struggling on which song I want to take. And you know what? I'm going to go with the throwback song here. And uh, this is really one where I don't know how it's going to look on a graphic, but I'm going to pick it because of nostalgia reasons, I guess. And it's the first Taylor Swift song I ever heard. And that is teardrops on my guitar Love and this that. was a yeah. song that That's, like that was i i really enjoyed it when it came out and i was like yeah this is you first learn like that was my first exposure to taylor swift it's funny actually kind of a story i thought it was miley cyrus the first time i heard it kenny <laughs> had to correct me and said no this this girl named taylor swift i was like who's taylor Wait, Swift? Me? really and um
2: <laughs> i don't remember yeah this. kenny was
0: the one who actually taught me who taylor swift was in 2007 and uh yeah, I mean, I, I like I don't hear the song very often, but I, I still know pretty much all the words to it uh, because it you know it's it's just kind of the, the throwback and you know there are probably a couple of songs you can pick from that album that you know people are gonna love, but uh, no, I'm gonna if, go with this one. If I was I gonna know pick that, how album it's gonna be viewed among Taylor Swift fans after everything she's done?
1: Okay. Well, for me, uh, if I was gonna <laughs> pick one song from that album, it would have been "Teardrops on My Guitar." So I, li- I wait, like. that I'm choice.
2: sorry, Corey. Were you saying? Were you saying you've only heard that song off that album? Do you, have you not heard? Should have no. said no. Said, no. I've heard other songs gone. from the oh, album. Oh, okay. I wasn't okay, saying okay,
0: that. Okay. No, I was about. Sorry, I talking about a different album. I just, okay. I was, I was like, like, wait, thinking out loud.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, I got. Gotcha, I was I gotcha. all over gotcha. the place of that. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I don't like teardrops on my guitar. That's my. That's my input on that. Pater. <laughs> I didn't like it then. And I don't like it now. Fine. I don't like that. The first album is, is, is way too country. I listened to uh-huh. the whole thing today. I will say listening to Taylor Swift's cause I, what I did when I last night, I listened to the songs that Spotify puts at the top, which is the top 50. Apparently I didn't know it was that many. And then today I went from oldest to newest listening to her full albums. I didn't get through them all. I didn't know how much music she made, but there's a lot. Yeah. I yeah it would have been shocking. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, listening to her first two albums really made me appreciate her newer music because God, I hated those. It's, it's just, and it's I, like, I don't mean it. I don't mean any disrespect. It's just, it's country music. You know, she's, she's not a country artist anymore. Yeah. I don't like country music. I didn't like that. Although I, I will say it's weird that she did a fake Southern accent for the first couple of years she performed, but people do, people do voices, performance
0: do that all the time. Um, yeah, I mean you got to fit in with the country vibe, so.
2: Yeah, that's to me that's like people do people do different voices and accents and stuff. It's weird to me that it was to fit in, but I mean I I'm not I'm not going to uh attack a 17-year-old girl from the year 2006. Um anyway, uh my my last two picks. Uh tough. I'm going to go with uh I think this is I was with a friend over the weekend and a song was playing and I said is this Taylor Swift and he said yeah and I said oh, I kind of like it and I think that song was Lavender Haze uh from Midnights I think from Midnights yeah. I will say earlier you said that uh Wildest Dreams was from 1989 and I was thrown for a loop because I wrote that down incorrectly but I believe this is from Midnights yes, um yeah. Okay, yeah. It's uh it's good. I like it. It's another one where it uh doesn't feel like a what I would think of as a traditional Taylor Swift song. It's a bit more um I'm not musically knowledgeable enough to say how, but it just it feels more like a like a newer pop song that i would expect from other artists not taylor swift but she she made it i'm not saying she didn't write it uh and i like it it was it was good uh when i heard it on the radio over the weekend and i listened a couple more times and it's it's good it's one of my one of my favorite taylor swift songs i can confidently say uh so yeah that's my second to last pick um all right My last pick is going to be another, uh, what I think is another deep cut because why not? It's from fearless, um, which I'm double checking. It is from fearless. I don't think it's that popular. Uh, but it is another song that made me sad at work today. And if a song makes me feel something, I think it deserves, uh, some credit. So I'm going with the best day, which is another sad song. Uh, I don't know Taylor's parental history, but it was about one or both of her parents from what I gathered from the lyrics. And it's just kind of, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of expressing things that she maybe didn't express, uh, as much as she would have liked. And, uh, I don't think this one made me tear up at work if I remember correctly, but I was like, oof, this one's, uh. This one's hitting me in the feels. So that's my fifth and final pick. And I did successfully do one from each album, which I didn't know if I was going to be able to do.
0: She has a very long early life section on Wikipedia. I'm like trying to see now, like I can see stuff about her parents. She she pretty explicitly
2: talks about her dad in the song, but then she talks more vaguely. And I don't know if it's supposed to be still about her dad or if then it's about her mom. Uh, I also listened to the song once, which maybe it's not fair for me to pick a song I listened to once, but you know what? I already did it, so whatever. Her uh, her dad
0: owned a Christmas tree farm, which is one of her Christmas songs that she wrote.
2: I think I think her dad. I don't want to say he bought her fame because I don't. I'm not trying to like discredit her, but I think he like, like had a big hand in in financing her early. Uh, her early projects to to, yeah. to get her known. Um, obviously, she still had to be talented and do the work to get where she was. But I, I remember. I don't know if this is true, but I I think it was about Taylor Swift that I heard. He like bought a bunch of her albums so that it would chart, so that people would see it. If that's true, again, it could chart mm-hmm. and people could still hate it. So it's not like I'm not trying to discredit her, but uh, I think that's what I heard. But I I, I certainly uh, her dad was in the song. Um, but I don't know if it was also meant to be about her mom, because um, I don't know anything about her family. But I, you know, I was listening to the song, thinking about my parents, which is what made me feel things. Um, so good job, Taylor. I guess. <laughs> uh,
0: I, uh, I I think that that's probably a good list for you, Kenny. What you came up with there, and I um, I feel like my strategy is going to blow up in my face because i have just (laughs) picked too many poppy like single like high uh, listen songs that you know she has way too many of them Um, but I've hit four of her first five albums I didn't hit speak now I was between speak now and a different song and I feel like I should go with a more recent song and it kind of continues this trend of just picking the most popular songs uh but i again i hear these i i grow to like them and i'm gonna pick one that i really like instead of doing a troll job that i'll save for later and that is uh anti-hero from midnight yeah i knew you say that. know I, yeah. I, yeah. I, i'm definitely it, it's great one. yeah yeah it's awesome I'm, I'm a big fan of it i uh you know every time i hear it, i'm like yeah that's, that's great i i love that she acknowledges that she's a problem this time and um i i <laughs> I guess I don't wanna do like a huge spoilers here. I know at one point, Kenny, you had to stop listening to the podcast and I started talking about you, the Netflix series. But um they do I play still the finish it. And yeah, so they do play the song at some point. And uh that's all I'll say. And I was like, Why are they playing this? I'm like, you know what? It is actually fitting. I get it now. So uh yeah, I um you know i don't know how my list is going to be viewed from actual taylor swift fans uh i kind of hate that we chose this topic and i we'll see but i i I love it i i just go in with all these uh these radio hits and um you know i feel like i did a a draft that was a good mix of songs that i enjoy listening to and songs that other people enjoy listening to so that's how we're gonna wrap
2: it up here and (laughs) yeah Corey, when people see the graphic uh the Taylor Swift fans who see it will see my picks of of uh, songs that I've already forgotten the name of. Uh, Don't <laughs> yeah. Grow Up and... Uh, Never Grow whatever Up. Whatever the last one I picked was. Never Grow Up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and The Best Day. And they're going to see that, and they're not going to have listened to the podcast, and they're going to be like, this guy's a fan. He knows the deep yeah. cuts, presumably, yeah, right. uh, yeah. that I heard for the first time today. But regarding uh, anti here I think one thing that's interesting is this is... I mean, this is the first time where she literally says, "I'm the problem." But when I was listening to her music today, she does kind of address in earlier songs that, you know, maybe not necessarily that she's the problem, but like in blank space, she says, "like got a long list of ex lovers," which I don't understand how people were mishearing Starbucks lovers. Uh, no. <laughs> but that's that's uh, another point entirely. Because um, and so it's you know, I'm
1: a nightmare dressed like a daydream. <laughs> In blank space. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and yeah. And she, uh, you know, she says, they'll tell you I'm insane, which isn't really saying it. I'm the problem. It's that right. all these people will say yeah, it, but, they say, um, it. but, but yeah, I, t- anti-hero ice. I saw the lyrics before I heard them and I saw that it's me. I'm the problem. And I was like, what? That is cringe. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I heard the song and I was like, I, yeah, I don't like this song. I don't like that part. And then today I was listening to it, and I was like, you know, I actually like the part of the song that isn't her saying, it's me, hi, I'm the problem. And then I listened again, and I was like, you know, actually, it's just good. I just, you know, it's not my favorite, but, like, it, I, I like I, it. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'll I'll listen that's, to it. Yeah, it's my favorite song from Midnight's. But uh, uh I, I wasn't going to pick it just because I've mentioned before that I like that song, Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, um, but I, I didn't care for the rest of the album. Um so for the albums I picked, I went my five favorites are um uh, non 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 the order, uh, but I know my top five favorite albums are uh Lover, uh Fearless, uh Nineteen Eighty Nine, Speak Now and Red. And I haven't uh picked a song from Red yet. All Too Well is definitely up there for me. Uh I'm gonna go off the board a little bit, or I mean, there is a music video on oh, it, but it's it's not it's not super uh, popular compared to others. But uh, I'm gonna go with "Everything Has Changed." I don't know if you know that song, but uh, it's a duet. I definitely heard that song today. Yeah, so it's a it's a duet with it's her and Ed Sheeran, and it's oh, more of it a yes, oh, yeah. Yes, it yes. has a it has an acoustic. Uh, feel to it and i don't know i just find this i find the song so just very sweet and innocent there's a yeah um uh, you know acoustic uh feel to it as well and uh yeah I, i'm 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 a bigger fan of this song than than consensus because you know a lot of the songs that since our, our draft is over now <laughs> so i can mention more songs uh <laughs> songs like yeah. trouble 22 i definitely love those songs uh... don't get me wrong
0: we are um, never, ever getting back together.
1: Yeah. like the, I I love all those songs. Too. I just wanted to mention everything has changed just, just because I don't think it gets the same love as those other songs, and I'm definitely a fan of this one.
2: Uh, I would like to throw out a quick dishonorable mention. <laughs> okay. Our song is one of the worst oh, collections of sounds on. I've ever heard in my life. That is... <laughs>
0: okay. Honestly, I was... I was between that and teardrop drops of my yeah, guitar. Those are are my story, yeah. So. yeah, those are my two favorite stories. Yeah, those are yeah. I my was two skipping it's, our it's, song,
2: but I mean, it's 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 a country the, the, song, so it yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why for me that song when I was listening to that album that might have just been at the point of the album when I got really fed up with the fact that I was listening to a country music <laughs> album. But so, I, I was that listening to like, first time this you is heard terrible. it. There's no way, right? Uh, like that's yeah, like I one think of her is. most popular songs, like one of her oldest. Songs. I don't. I think I'd only heard "Teardrops" and uh, should have said no. I don't think I'd heard anything else off that album. I mean, I wow. that, if it's that popular and you you think I have heard it, then I probably mm-hmm. did hear it in two thousand seven or something. But I don't remember ever hearing it. Yeah, know? those are
1: my two from that album. Uh, "Teardrops" is my favorite, and then "Our Song" is my second favorite, and everything else is kind of whatever for me.
2: Any any Taylor Swift fans who saw the graphic and and liked my picks, who then came and listened, they hate me now after I said that about our song. And that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't not need necessarily.
0: Them. I guess so I feel like that is a song that if you like country. You're gonna enjoy it, you know. If you're younger, like I feel like there's like a lot of nostalgia associated with it. But if you prefer Taylor Swift, like ever since then, then you probably don't like any of those songs, or like right. you like tolerate them because like oh I have to, like I obsess with her. But um, none of us picked you belong. That's with just me. kind of my. Th- <laughs> no, no, mm-hmm. I um, I mean should, I went with Love Story. Yeah, so. and I
1: went with 15. So that's so that's why I. Pick, uh, you belong with me. But I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Is that, that
2: the, is that the one where I said the best day? Is that, am I right on that?
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, I was it's, really it's hoping that crazy one of that... you would pick. Go ahead.
0: Or was just saying, I really hoping one of you would pick "Long Live"? And by that mean, me or Brian yeah? I thought about that Kenny. just to piss off Kenny.
1: Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought I about shake it strongly off. Strongly
2: considering just... it. Oh my god, shake it off is so bad. <laughs>
1: uh yeah so, i, w- I should have just drafted right, think- uh songs that kenny would hate so long live and shake it off would have easily been the top <laughs> yeah.
0: two honestly i was thinking about it as much as i really enjoy 1989 and like some of the songs on it i think that three of her least favorite songs that i have are shake it off bad blood welcome to new york which are all on that album
2: i so. welcome you don't like welcome don't to like- new york i heard no. welcome to new york for the first time yesterday and i was like oh my god i like this <laughs>
1: I'm a fan of that song. I don't like New York. That was the first song I listened to.
2: Well, that was the first song I listened to uh, yesterday. That because I listened, I went through Spotify's top songs, and then uh, my girlfriend told me to listen to 1989, and I think that's the first track. And I, I was like, oh, I've never heard this. It was the first one I had never heard that like surprised me. Or I was like, oh, I like this. This is actually good. Uh, so I'm surprised to hear you call it out. I, I didn't, I'd never heard it before, so I didn't know if it was even known.
1: I know I make it yeah, sound like I no, like I mean, it, it every is... single song that she, <laughs> she makes, but, uh, you know, talking about songs that we don't like, uh, one song that I absolutely hated was, uh, from the Reputation album, Look What You Made Me Do. I hated that song oh, yeah. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Bru- I, you, re,
2: does reputation have pardon the pun but a bad reputation like do people not like it because I've heard mostly negative I, things it's from, my least favorite album people. I hated
1: it <laughs> No, I, not every I, song I, there are a couple of songs uh, Delicate was probably my favorite from that album but I, I I didn't like that album that um, much. I didn't. I don't
2: hate. Look what you made me do. I, like I hate the part where she's saying, "Look what you made me do." But the there are parts of that song that I, I like. Hate the entire song. Um, <laughs> but but I the, I also I like I liked uh, getaway car and don't blame me. Like I was surprised that album was you know kind of the first thing I heard where I was like, oh, this doesn't sound like what I would expect from Taylor Swift, and I like that it is different.
1: Yeah, i guess i guess that's when i made the change where i did not like it and um, trouble's also okay
2: trouble is okay
1: that's from red i know i knew your trouble was from oh was it red yeah.
2: i put an r and i didn't think that no, there are two different okay. R albums
1: uh that's okay
2: <laughs> yeah well
1: that's all i got Is is Corey there? He's just like so interested in I, I,
2: he's probably talking.
1: I'm <laughs> gonna get, get a picture of this. <laughs> Let me know if you got it, Kenny.
2: <laughs> I did. <laughs> I don't know what we do here. <laughs>
1: Well that's going to wrap up the show. Uh any last thoughts Kenny? Uh Taylor Swift better than I thought. Great. Yeah, I'm glad that you're slowly becoming a fan. And uh anyone out there that's listening, you can uh you know, listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can uh, subscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, whatever you want to do. I don't care.
2: I didn't know if you were talking about listening to Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor, then you l- said l- yeah,
1: listening to Taylor Swift or or he's done. She's it. She's on Spotify. She she wasn't on. Yeah, Spotify She was not on Spotify. While, she yeah, was. she said that yeah. Spotify didn't. Uh, you know, it, it, given the price of Spotify, it wasn't valuing the music that was being offered, at least her, yeah. to her opinion. But luckily, she changed her ways and yeah. went back to Spotify.
2: Yeah, at the time I at the time I was annoyed with her about that, even though I didn't want to hear her music, but you know, stand up for what you believe yeah,
1: in. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, so for uh, the guest, <laughs> Kenny Cashman, and for my frozen co-host, Corey Novotny, I'm Brian Wells. Thanks everybody. <laughs>